Thank you for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show. I really got to work on my time management. Uh, it's been a busy few weeks. Um, anyway, this one was recorded a few weeks ago at Big Pine Comedy Festival in Flagstaff, Arizona. That is an annual festival. It takes place in September of every year. Uh, we recorded live at the Green Room in Flagstaff with my guests, Joe Gangemi, Jason Thornton, and Andy Steinberg. Links to their social media, their websites, and the like are in the show notes. Uh, check out Andy at Spearsburg.com, where he does a podcast with Ari Spears. Joe Gangemi's got his Facebook in there. Joe, uh, Jason Thornton does as well. Uh, Joe's got a podcast. Anyway, go to the show notes, take a look at it, and uh, and sit back, enjoy our conversation, talking comedy and and memories of how how we got interested in comedy and some great shows, some bad shows. Uh, both Jason and uh, Joe have some great stories about the comedy uh, store in L.A. So sit back and listen. Hope you enjoyed it. We enjoyed. Uh, or I enjoyed anyway, uh, recording it and spending another year at Big Pine Comedy Festival 2019. Now, if you check out BigPineComedyFestival.org, you can make plans for attending Big Pine 2020. That will be taking place Wednesday, September 16th, 2020, through Sunday, September 20th, 2020. It is a lot of fun, some great shows, some great showcases and headliner shows, as well as a ton of free content like this episode, number 217, of the Mile High Show. A lot of great podcasts happening up at Big Pine. So check them out. For those of you local in the Prescott, Arizona area, uh, a couple of things that I want you to keep in mind about uh, if you are comedy and storytelling fans, the Raven Cafe. Find them at Raven Cafe on Facebook and also the secondary group there. Talent Night at the Raven Cafe, the only mixed open mic in Prescott, the third Thursday of every month at the Raven. It's a lot of fun. Stop in. You never know who you're going to see up there. It is, uh, it is a lot of fun. The third Thursday, uh, uh, the third Thursday of every month at the Raven. Information on Facebook or at ravencafe.com. Also, the third Wednesday of every month, a brand new showcase for the written word, AZ Wordsmith's Prose Open Mic, Stories That Matter at the Elks Theater. You can find them on Facebook as well. Wordsmith's is what you're looking for. AZ Wordsmith's or the Elks Theater uh, uh, calendar. So check those out. It is a, a, a different type of event than most of the folks in Prescott are used to seeing. There's a ton of music open mics. These are two monthly shows that feature spoken word and written word. So check them out and enjoy my conversation with Joe Gangemi, Andy Steinberg, and Jason Thornton live from Big Pine in Flagstaff. Well, 
thanks for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show. Coming from you from higher than a mile, we're at 7,000 feet in Flagstaff for the Big Pine Comedy Festival 2019. A live show. This is going to be fun. I enjoy doing these live shows because it gets me out of the house and forces me to put pants on. <laughs> uh, since there is no video on this, we do want to acknowledge uh, the 216, 216 ticket, uh, ticketed audience members here. Yes. So thank Woo! you for thank showing you up. Guys. Nice. It's jam-packed. Crushing. We have a house of mats here today. My name is Matt. We got two Matt bartenders, and I'm not sure which, uh, which tab we're drinking on, but... Uh, we will, uh, we won't. You're not putting any away, are you, Joe? Putting you, any what? Are you drinking yet? Not yet. No? <laughs> Still pretty early in the yeah. morning. So uh, to my left, Joe Ganjemi. Hello. Who is uh, one of the producers here at Big Pine, as well as an aspiring screenwriter, I just found out. Uh, forgot to tell, I don't know if I told you this, Joe. This is a radio-friendly podcast. <laughs> As he puts the mic down and runs <laughs> to the audience. And to Joe's left is Jason Thornton, who I met Hello. yesterday. Thanks yes, for joining sir. us, Jason. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. Hey, Jason. Let's, hey, how's it going? Let, let's start with Joe. Tell me, what, what's that screenplay you were telling me about outside? Uh, so... I have, I have a lot of screenplays in the works. <laughs> uh, but the one we were talking about outside was one that I started uh, back in high school with some friends called Bloody Sheets. Uh, it is a uh, murder, uh, mystery, comedies, farce. <laughs> yeah. nice. Did you complete it? Is it a work in progress? What so do you got? The script uh, was completed, and we started filming. Uh, we did probably, I don't know, 15 different shots from different parts of the movie. Uh, but it was back in high school, and uh, yeah, people, people uh, get busy and move on. Yeah. And now I just got, like, you know, a handful of scenes of, uh, I don't know, girls masturbating to Ninja Turtles <laughs> and then getting killed. There you go. <laughs> Thus the bloody sheets. That's how, yeah. That's the, oh, okay. The title comes from the opening scene of the movie. Nice, nice. Shout so, out to Miranda. Okay. You did great in that scene. <laughs> hey, Joe, give me, a, give me a little background. Tell folks about you and plug away anything you got. That's uh, yeah. you know, website, social media, upcoming shows, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Um, so my name is Joe Ganjemi. I've been doing stand-up for about four years and a couple months. Um, I've been part of the Big Pine Comedy Festival from the beginning because I thought, hey, if I volunteer, they have to put me on. <laughs> uh, and then they didn't. And then uh, Hillary took over, Hillary Houston, uh, who's great. Uh, Huston. Hudson. Hudson. I always fuck that, that up. That would maybe explain why you're not getting any yeah, stage yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's... But when she took over the festival, she was like, oh, Joe, next year we got to get you uh, up to help out uh, and be part of the festival. And I was like, yeah, Hillary's totally going to put me on. And then she didn't. Uh, so yeah, time stamp that for the bleep. Thanks, yeah. Joe. Oh, don't, I, don't forget Hillary's right hand man, Jack Gilpin. Gal, Gal, uh, <laughs> love Jack Gilpin. Galvin. No, so this is my first year as a featured performer, and I couldn't be more excited. I love this festival. Um, I love being a part of it, and uh, it's really cool to be able to uh, be a performer. Yeah, sure. Joe Gang Jemmy was the first person that we asked to help be a part of the festival with us, just Hil FYI. Hillary and Jack, when I first Beautiful. started doing stand-up, 
uh, were the first two people to really give me like opportunities and spots. I got to do uh, a metal fest at the Marquee Theater, uh, and it was f***ing fantastic. Jeez. Uh, except for Gene Moore, who I think is in the back right now. He was part of that festival, too, uh, and they just hated it. They screamed slurs at him. It was so upsetting. Uh, but jo- Joe's conversation is just going to be one long bleep, I think. Is that- <laughs> Did I? <laughs> so radio friendly means I can't swear. Is that what that means? All right. Um, and you can't turn your knobs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, I've just been doing stand-up. Uh, I love doing shows. Uh, I got some shows coming up, but I can't remember them because I had a room down at my house. Uh, I do a podcast with a buddy uh, called Joe's Try Podcast, where every episode we try a different genre of podcasts and kind of do like a, <laughs> a spoof. <laughs> nice. So, like, what have you done? How, how, how long have you been doing the pod? <laughs> Very similar, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we're just about to release episode 10 when I get back from the festival, which is our best of episode, which is... <laughs> <laughs> best of at 10, nice. nice. It's going to be uh, a bunch of uh, little snippets from shows we didn't actually do. That's, that's like a Vanilla Ice Greatest Hits album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We started off with uh, a murder podcast uh, <laughs> where this was so f- dumb. Sorry, again, my bad. Uh, filthy, filthy comedian. We did, we did this murder podcast right. where it was like, the whole thing is a spoof. So the joke was that the murderer was going to be something ridiculous. So we're like, well, what's ridiculous? Like a, like a Frankenstein. So the murderer was a Frankenstein. Frankenstein is known for throwing a little girl into a lake. So the murder was a little girl gets thrown into a lake and we have to follow the clues to figure out that it was Frankenstein. And people got so mad. People thought we were like trying to make a joke about a little girl's actual murder. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I'm like, wait a second. The part about making a body out of other dead body parts, the part where we say it was a Frankenstein, you didn't get that that was a joke, but they got really offended. Um, We've done a money podcast. We've done a weather podcast. <laughs> we did a parenting podcast, even though we don't have kids. A weather, a weather podcast in Phoenix. It's hot. No, the weather. Next up, the <laughs> weather podcast was good. Uh, the weather podcast. I was just uh, breaking down in very like uh, studious form, breaking down weather patterns across the world, uh, and then we would <laughs> we would cut back to other Joe in the field, uh, and he was at a uh, hot air balloon festival, where all of a sudden. Uh, this abnormal weather thing breaks out and there's just hot air balloons falling out of the sky and he's getting chased by a tornado and he ends up in a a storm shelter with people trying to get in and he's not letting them. He's just crying about, leave me alone. It's fun. It's good. It's good. I I am a parent. I have a a 10 year old son. Uh, So give me some of your parenting advice. So, because uh, I need it. Trust me. I the, need it bad. You know, a good mine's 13. So. 13. Oh, man. Ugh. Did she ever get thrown in a lake by Frank? <laughs> Not yet. Soon. For the parenting podcast, uh, we had uh, three-year-olds donated to us for a week. <laughs> and we both got That'll to try out it. our that, different... That could be the crime podcast as well. <laughs> it's similar. Uh, we both got to try out our different parenting techniques. Mine was all very high-tech. So we had... Uh, <laughs> A different uh, criteria of achievements that the kid had to meet by the end of the week, <laughs> like learning colors and stuff. So my kid had a VR headset that would flash like red and then go red, red, red in its headphones. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's how my kid learned colors. Nice, nice. So what advice do you have for me what as, you have a, for you? as a very irresponsible uh, yeah. father? Actually, in, in me. Uh, both so of you guys. Yeah. Um, I would say that uh, if you put a little CBD oil in the kid's cereal, <laughs> yeah. chill him right the f*** out. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my bad. Works like a charm. Yeah. Lucky, yeah. Charms. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky charms. Lucky yes. charms. Jason, tell me a little hey. bit about you. You've got, uh, yes, we were sir. chatting last night. We met for the first time yesterday yes. over at, uh, at Altitude's Bar and Grill, which is uh, one of the home bases for uh, Big Pine 2019. Yeah, Little Pine. Over the there, Little yeah. Pine Open, yeah, Mike. Yeah, right. and then we got a chance to chat a little bit over at the Orpheum. The Orpheum. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your history, first uh, off. History, wow. That's not a subject I was good at in school. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I wasn't good at any subjects. I think I spent more time in the office than I did in class. Um, so I, I've been... I've so been, you list admin on your resume. That'd be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Entrepreneur. You know how that goes. But uh, yeah, no, I've, uh, I've been doing stand-up for... A uh, little over eight months now. Nice. So this is my, my first big pine. Uh, I actually live up here. I'm local in Flagstaff. I uh, moved up here in June. So um, I'm, I, I love it up here. Everyone's like really, really nice. Yeah. And, and everyone's been you know, great. Flag laughs and, and the whole community up here, comedy community, has been really good. Nice. So, um, and I just I kind of hit the ground running with this and uh, been been doing it ever since. Nice. Well, yeah. Short time, eight months, but you've eight already months. had some pretty good milestones. You were telling me about a yeah. festival you were at recently? Yeah, I did the Four Corners Comedy Festival in Durango. Dope. Um, I actually got, uh, I was head, I headlined the Saturday show. Nice. Yeah. That's seven, awesome. Eight months. Seven yeah. months. Seven months, actually. Seven? I, I got that, yeah. So I just, you know, I, I feel like I've accomplished a lot in a little, little amount of time and, and like I said, just kind of hit the ground running with it, and it's something I've always wanted to wanted to do. And hell yeah! And uh, I was in the military, and I got out, and I'm like, oh, let's retire and do some. Do what something branch? Good. Navy. Navy. Navy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where, what'd um, you see? Where 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 uh, were you? I was at? stationed in D.C. Uh, I was in the Presidential Guard. Uh, I got picked out of basic to do that, so I went and did that. Uh, I went to high school in Payson down here. And, oh, nice! And just kind of Arizona's my home, and and I love it here. So so, so uh, from being from the valley, yeah. uh, just a Quick uh, question: What's like the spot to hit up here? As far as if you're a comic, like what's the the Ooh. best show up in Flag? Uh, th- I mean, there's several places. There's a museum club. Uh, Monday nights, you know, they they hold uh, mics over there. Uh, sh- once a month, there's showcases. Um, you know, we have comics coming up from the valley. Uh, Erica Holler actually runs runs Flag yeah. Laughs with uh, Jack Spetz. Nice. Um, so and they so, do that second and fourth Thursday over uh, at South that's Side. That's at South Side. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's we were a fun about show. Well. I yeah. came up for that. Uh, oh, it's been several months now, about four or five months. I came up for that just to check it out and ended up doing a set. But what was cool was at a lot of open mics, and you guys know this way better than I do, it's typically filled with, with a bunch of comics, you know, waiting to get on. There was, I, I want to say... Most shows, too. <laughs> yeah, but at, at Southside, and they told me this is kind of the regular for them, uh, there was ten, 10 people signed up, 10 or 12 people signed up. There was like 40 in the audience. Nice. So it was a at Southside? Yeah. That's a full room. Yeah. That's, it, yeah, that's standing room and only. And it was uh, predominantly stuff. audience members, not comics, which was pretty cool. It was and it was a fun room, real good, real good vibe in there. It was nice. Uh, Jason, you you are just about to or have just launched a podcast as well, uh, right? Actually, yeah, I, do, I, I, I don't have a best of yet. I'm on that episode two, but uh, that's a perfect time. Getting there, yeah. Well, yeah. So episode three, best of. Um, I do, uh, you know, I do differently. So my first podcast, I actually picked up a hitchhiker. Uh, <laughs> 
tights. Uh, no, yeah. And kicked her into a lake. <laughs> right, no. Him. Uh, yeah, no. No, he was a... He, he was, he was a he was a character for sure, um, but it was good stuff. I picked him up in Camp Birdie, and we drove up here to Flag and dropped him off. And I, I literally gave him the shirt off my back, the sweater, my lucky sweater <laughs> I'd worn up many times at the store and wow. flappers and stuff. And and I, I gave it to. I, I'm like, it's cold, man. So, yeah. So you know, I got to meet this guy, and then the next next day, my friend texted me. He's like, hey, is this the guy? He sends a picture, and I was like. Yeah, that's the guy. He's like, he just got released from prison. So <laughs> I'm glad I didn't end up in a million pieces. Uh, and, and oddly so, enough, he already has a podcast, and he, he's up to episode right, 12. Now, he's in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. He's doing the best of right now. So Now, you mentioned in that story, you mentioned you, you've you been down to the comedy store in L.A. Uh, yeah. The show actually, Flappers. Tell, yeah. Give us a little bit about how how you got there after only how many months? Um, just, just networking, really. Yeah. Just, just meeting people. Um, uh, after I was uh, doing it for two months, and I went over to L.A. Uh, I was in the wealth. I've been doing this for two months. Let's go hit Hollywood, no, baby. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Like, you know what you should do? Write a screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screenplay. Uh, oh, here we go. So, uh, so you get out there after two months. <clears throat> Yeah, so I so I get out there and I, I I'm in the wild card round of the U.S. comedy contest. I got into that. And that's how I met Amanda Cohen, uh, yeah. who was on the show last night, and uh, she's she's good people. So anyway, I met I met this other. Actually, we met Ron Jeremy was one of the celebrity judges. <laughs> <laughs> so we're standing there and his, he walked in between us. You know, hey, we're Joe, there hit talking. him up. Maybe he can be in your movie. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bloody sheets. Uh, Kill it. Yeah, no, but yeah, so I so I, I met a producer from Flappers, and he invited me to come on a show in April. Uh, I got up there, and then it's just kind of just been going on from there. I, I, it, I spend six to eight hours a day uh, pretty much doing what I do. Nice. So. Now, you were telling me last night, and it's obvious the way that you're, you're full-blown attacking this, this new career venture for you. Lifelong comedy fan? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I knew since I was an yeah. I do a grasshopper. This is what I That's was what meant you to wanted do. do. Yeah, absolutely. Joe, for you, was comedy something you always wanted to do, or was it just the next step after the screenplay? Uh, so the, the plan was always <laughs> uh, to... I, I like working with other people, so the plan was always to write uh, and get into movies and stuff yeah. like that uh, but other people are unreliable <laughs> so every time <laughs> fell through no. every time stuff <laughs> fell through uh, I'd be like why this is so annoying so I was like you know what I'm just gonna go out and do it on my own and uh, like yeah. you were saying I've always loved comedy since I was a kid and my yeah. my uncle when I was uh, real little he used to give me jokes and make me go out and like tell them to the family and stuff. Nice. Uh, and my, that could be dangerous. My, my middle name is Bruce, so I used to write Joey Bruce on my shoes like it was a Lenny Bruce thing. So even though I, I kind of tried to push away from it, I was being groomed very yeah. early on to, to be obsessed with this whole Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it happens. You know, you're, you're one day you're in class, the next day you're never in class. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I was ever in class growing up. Yeah, like, I was... If the teacher, I, I know you've heard this before, it's cliche, but if the teacher would have just gave me five minutes of being in class just to like talk, yeah, shit, dude, I, I, like, I had one thing. of my favorite teachers, Miss Roundtree. Love you if you're listening, you're not, but whatever. She, thanks. Uh, she might be, but uh, she nobody's listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, she, there's 615 people, so. she would give me sets 
uh, in class where like she would go like, ah, the last 30 minutes of class, I don't want to teach. Yeah. Joe, you can go up there and uh, nice. just talk to the class for seven minutes or whatever. Uh, and, and what grade was this? I was like a junior in high school. Nice. Uh, uh. But she would just let me go up and talk to the class. Uh, and I didn't have like material, but I would just like talk about... Yeah. Just girls and stuff. people. Yeah, and yeah. Shit. Doing crowd work. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about girls that I was seeing at the time or uh, roast people was mostly. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's that's where a lot of this stuff originates from is just talking trash. Well, you're thinking about this stuff the night before. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. you went, oh, I want to say this to him and her. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the next day comes and then, you know. Can't you, believe you get your chance. <laughs> sure, briefly, you know? but then you're gone. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that, <Brian>. <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, making fun of people was the way that uh, my family and my friends group showed love, so uh, making fun of people just comes naturally. Have you gotten over to the uh, comedy store? Yeah, yeah, I got to do roast battles there. Oh, nice. oh, that's right. I yeah, saw. Th- yeah, that's yeah, right. That was uh, one of my milestones. It really uh, no. hit for me. I, that meant a lot. How Very long cool. ago was this? That was last year. Did, did you go down with a group of folks from Phoenix? No, I just went down with uh, Chris Centeni, who just walked in, yeah. uh, and Kevin Elliott. Um, we went out and we hit as many shows as we could, like you were talking about. We did nice. flappers. Um, nice. But yeah, the, the roast battles at the store was definitely the highlight. It was, was that, insane. Was that your first trip to the store, or had you been before? I had been one other time, uh, it, but it was my. It, it was just like a. wasn't like a, a big set. I think I got like seven. Yeah, but it was before roast battles, uh, so it was like their kind of showcase thing before yeah. that. Uh, but to be on roast too. Yeah. Hugh Jackman voted for me. Like, I was like, Wolverine thinks I'm funny, <laughs> bro. Like, it's insane. Tell, tell me what it was, it was like for you, and I don't know if it, if it had as big a significance or what, what level of significance it was just walking into that building. Did oh, it? I, I didn't think it was, I don't know how, uh, I didn't think it was going to mean that much because at that time I had kind of gotten more comfortable with clubs and kind of felt like I knew the layout. And then I walked in and uh, it was, Almost overwhelming. It yeah, was, it, it took Very. me. It took me a minute to like kind of calm myself because I was like, I started panicking a little bit. Like, oh god, this is for real, and I don't want to. I don't want to bomb. Yeah. Uh, See, this is good practice good for when yeah, you're yeah, on yeah. the Tonight Show. Exactly. <laughs> but it's a cool story about that. I'm freaking out. I'm like pacing those little tiny hallways. Oh yeah. Pictures of people yeah. way funnier than me. all the names. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I, I, I guess I looked visibly nervous, uh, but all of a sudden, Joey Coco Diaz walks up. I've never met him until that day. Uh, he just walked up behind me. I didn't even see him. And all of a sudden, he put his hand on my shoulder. And he's like, hey, relax, young buck. You're going to be fine. You're going to be great. <laughs> and he just like started like rubbing my shoulders and yeah. giving me a pep talk. And uh, immediately, you felt like that comic bond yeah, that we right. all kind of share. And it was like, all right, this is – it's a big room, but – it's just another room, and these guys are in the same boat. And yeah, Joey's got decades on me, yeah. and he's probably oh, funnier man. than I'll ever be. But uh, it, you know, we're we're all in this together. We're all just out for the same goal. Yeah, it, Jason, it's, tell I, me about your first thing. Yeah. So, so my first, I, I was only in two months, Jesus. and I was. <laughs> I would, I would, I would so, even walk in. Was your name so, on the marquee yet? It was not. It was not. <laughs> Dude, but I went over there with the. I was feeling the same way, man. Take and a silver sharpie and okay. write your name on the wall. So. <laughs> 
So I'm going up at this place called Sal's in Hollywood to do the yeah. wild card comedy, the yeah. comedy contest. Yeah, no, no. Anyway, the night before it was Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Great so, time for a show, by the so, way. <laughs> but but the, yeah, exactly. So yeah. they were doing an open mic in between headliners. It was a set of the night for headliners that night. So you want to talk about? So they were dropping in in between the open micers. Oh. I went up right after Brody Stevens did. Oh, oh man. Yeah, and. It was just, you know, two weeks, uh, you know. I was going to say, uh, at that time, that was. Yeah. So being new, you know, being a baby, if you will, like, I was just like, yeah. wow. Like, it kind of hit me pretty hard. Um, but that was kind of an experience for me, you know, like your Joey Diaz. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like when you, and, and then hanging out with everybody there, it's, and, you know, you can't, you can't be that guy when you're in that environment, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, all starstruck and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I'm on the patio. Jeff Ross is here. Chris yeah. Porter. You know, they're all around me, and I'm just, like, you know, just hanging out like I, I belong. Yeah. And, and it, it's a great feeling, you know? Uh, so. You were talking about uh, oh, Brody was up right before you. Did you get a chance to talk to him at all? I did not. But I was right by the green room, and so I was just, I, again, I was just seeing all these. Yeah. You know, I've been following him for years, so I feel yeah. like I know him personally. Yeah. So it's like. It, and then. Know, Especially through podcasts and things. It's such an yeah. intimate oh, yeah. conversation for a lot of these guys. I'll tell you, my, my very first time in, in that building, uh, growing up, we used to do, for about 10 years, we would do annual trips. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. We'd do annual trips down to L.A., you know, like uh, okay. Magic Mountain and, you know, whatever, Disneyland. And uh, one year we were down there. It was 1980. And, you know, I'm 15 years old, whatever I was back then. And... Uh, we're doing a, you got in the van, we're driving through LA. Oh, that's where they film that. Oh, that's that. You know, just kind of. And I wanted a picture of the comedy store because I, as a big comedy fan, I grew up watching, you know, Mike Douglas, Merv Griffin, yeah. oh, Tonight yeah. Show with my dad after work. Loved comedy, but to me, the best part about comedy wasn't the set they were doing on the stage. It was when they came back and sat down on the couch and yeah. had the, basically why I yeah. love podcasts. It's that aspect. Uh, so I knew about the store and I knew the wall, you know, the, 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 the pictures of it and stuff. So I wanted to get a picture, got my camera. And it, you guys know on Sunset, even back then, there's no parking. You can't yeah. park. So I tell my dad, I said, I want to get a picture of, this, of the front of the store. A little different. The patio wasn't there. Okay. And so he pulls up. I'm, I'm 80, I was 14. He pulls up, says, get out, and leaves. So my family <laughs> leaves me on Sunset Strip. And it's, it's, you know, two in the afternoon. So I take my picture. I walk up the little ramp, you know, with the hotel next door. I get a picture that way of the parking lot area. And the door's open, the, the, the side door, the back by the hallway. Yeah. And there's a beer truck. He's guy's wheeling in, uh, you know, Hand trucks of, of cases of beer, so I'm looking in. I'm a little kid. I'm walking in. I'm, I'm just kind of looking in the door, and I don't know who it was. Could have been a maintenance guy. Could have been a waiter or whatever. He goes, "What are you doing here?" I tell him. I got my camera. I said, "I'm, I'm a big comedy fan. I just wanted a picture." He goes, "Want to come in?" Uh, <laughs> so nice. I, all I did was go up to like where the kitchen entrance is, and that that hallway with all the pictures. Didn't take a picture of inside. I was just looking at the you know. Oh, I saw him on TV. So. Don't go back in. I, I, I leave. My dad comes by about 20 minutes later, picks me up. 1980, summer of 1980. I don't step foot in the store again until 2015. Wow. And I've gotten to know from hitting the clubs and hanging out with you guys and the festivals and doing some pictures at some of the clubs down in Phoenix, gotten to know some of the comics. 
Steve Simone. Yeah. He has turned into a friend of mine. He's a good guy. We've hung out. He told me, he goes, anytime you're in, the, in L.A., hit me up, and, uh, and I'll, I'll bring you in the store. So in 2015, I'm in California doing a job, and I come home through L.A., and I just tell my wife, I'm going to be home a couple days late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I hit him up, and he goes, I'm on my way over there right now. It's like 7 o'clock on a Saturday. So he uh, meets me. I, I go find a parking down the road, hoof it on up. I walk up as he's getting dropped off from an Uber. We walk into the patio, introduces me to Brody. Brody had filmed his CISO special the night before in the main room, and now they're doing B-roll stuff, walking around. So, have you seen that Brody documentary on Amazon? I've seen all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Look in the first 20 seconds. They're doing all these cutaways, you know, it, of him walking through, and while the credits are rolling, they get a shot of him and Simone waving, and then he's walking into the patio, and you see this big melon yeah. right there staring at him coming Cameo. in. Cameo. So it was right. really cool. So. Put that on your IMDb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I screenshot it. It was my profile picture. For a bit. So uh, later that night, so first thing he did, we, he goes, hey, "Let's go in the back. I'm going to show you the back bar." So we go through the kitchen to the comics only bar. Yeah, we walk in. Uh, Chris D'Elia is sitting there. Uh, 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 Red Band is sitting there, and then Lucas uh, Lucas Hurl. You guys know Luke? Lucas? I don't know. No. Paid regular as of last year. Nice. Hilarious guy. He's working the bar. So Steve takes me back there. We're sitting at the bar, kind of like this. Get a drink. Talking to Lucas. Good guy. Real nice guy. And as we're talking, I'm not really paying attention. And then I start looking around to who's walking into this bar. <laughs> Brody's back there. Uh, you name it, they start walking in and it's getting a little crowded and I'm looking around and then I look, I was talking to bartender Lucas and I look and Steve's gone. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. So um, I kind of sneak out when I'm going out, he just, he went to the restroom. I'm there the rest of the night. And then Barris goes in, Don Barris goes up for his late night show, and we go into the OR, and Steve tells the door guy, he says, hey, he's with me, we're just going to sit in the back in that comics-only row. So I'm now in the comic-only bar. I got kicked out of that. Comic-only row. (laughs) And I sit down, and I'm watching the show, then Steve goes up, this is before Barris's, so we're back there, Steve goes up, does his set. Burr goes up in the main room, so I float over and I'm watching, I'm watching uh, Burr do his set in the main room, and I'm like leaning in the hallway by the bathrooms, and I'm just f- fixated on Burr on stage. Somebody taps me on the shoulder, and he goes, "Isn't this the greatest spot in the world?" And I turn around, it's uh, uh, Jay, Jay Larson, nice. uh, Crab Feast, and I look, and he goes, "Ah, I gotta go, I gotta." Hey, speaking of comics. Jack Jr., you, you are now, we got a, a 216 people in the audience now. Jack, Jack just, Jr. just yeah. came in. So I'm hanging out there. Then Steve takes off, and he go, tells the guys, yeah, he can hang out here. He's with me. When Barris is doing his show, I'm sitting there, and I look to one side, and uh, 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 Tom. Segura? No. Uh, Rhodes? It's a, yeah, Tom Rhodes oh, on one nice. side. Brody on the other. Nice. And during uh, Darren Barris's show, Brody gets up and he's just talking. He goes, "Hey, you got you having fun? You Steve take off?" He's talking to me like, 
you know, like I'm not some schmuck, which I, I'm a schmuck. <laughs> you are. <laughs> that night, Brody come, leaves and comes back in with this drunk who can barely stand up, walks him to the front row in the OR, and then the, the drunk, who I don't recognize, this is not making, making a connection, starts John with Barris, and then walks up on stage. And now it's escaping me. I wish I knew. Bobcat did the uh, documentary on him. He just passed last year. Who, who was that? Jack? Bobcat did a documentary? Documentary on this comic out of Boston who was molested. Just yeah. died last year. <laughs> Boston's got a lot of priests. Yeah, last, uh. year, last year, year before. Ah, it's escaping yeah, me. Yeah. Now. It was him. And so I'm sitting there going, this is... I thought you were going to say Stanhope. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I saw Stanhope here a couple years ago at the Green nice. Room. When you were talking about Bert, uh, this is uh, last year at the All Things Comedy Festival. Yeah. I was helping run some podcasts for him, uh, and they're doing this podcast, and Burr walks in. He's sitting on the couch in the back of the room. It's kind of like how this setup yeah. is. And the guys that are doing the podcast are like, hey, Bill, do you want to jump on my podcast? He's like, shut the f*** up. Get the f*** out. <laughs> I just shut him down. It was the funniest thing. And then... Uh, Stanhope was running around that whole time. <laughs> was just that, like a mad. Was man. that this? That was two years ago, right? Yeah, maybe it was, was that it, when he uh, when he peed on yeah, Ari. Yeah. On Ari, he's nah. running around like a madman the whole time with like this crazy crackhead lady and this old drunk guy. But he's like, <laughs> they're my friends, and they're just being wild. He keeps jumping into people's stuff and like interrupting their podcasts or their sets or whatever. And then at one point, Ari is doing uh, his podcast. And uh, Stanhope comes in smoking a cigarette into like this office building. It's <laughs> a <laughs> storefront. And, and I'm like, uh, they're telling me because I'm supposed to be producing it. They're like, hey, you can't smoke in here. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you, you tell, tell him. Them. I'm not telling him. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, he's walking around this place smoking. And while Ari is doing his podcast, walks up behind him. <laughs> Pulls out his dick. It just starts peeing on his shoulder. And it takes him like a minute to realize what's happening. He just kind of goes like, oh, there's water on my arm. And he turns around and looks and it's Doug's dick. I, and he lost I it. Was fil- I was oh, shooting so that, that festival. I got to shoot the last two over there for uh, ATC. And it's, uh, it was a lot of fun, man. Again, oh, getting nuts. to hang out with these guys. Yeah, and, it's incredible. And it's spent, spent some time with Brody last October that's, when that's they were awesome. doing it. I yeah. would have loved to meet him. Like, it, I was so, you know, it was, it was, I was so that night. Yeah. I was sitting there, and Kirk, and I didn't even realize it. Him and Kirk Fox, you yeah. know, yeah, are yeah. pretty close. And I didn't know how tall came, that dude was. Yes, Fox. he came and sat down next to me. And I'm pretty tall, like, up here. You know, I'm kind of this way, too. <laughs> but, but he came and sat down next to me, and I kind of looked over. I'm like... The heck! It was like yeah. it was up in that one spot in the in the belly room where mm-hmm. you know. So I was like sitting there. And he sat right next to me, like, oh, "How's it going?" You know, and I just shook his hand again. I didn't want to be that guy, you yeah. know, because yeah. I was. Uh, but I did get kicked out of that story. I was. I was. <laughs> I got kicked out of that row because that I, back row. Two months in again, mind you. I'm sitting back there, and this guy. This guy sitting next to me. He's like. He's like, "This is for comics only back here." I'm like, "I know." You know, like I'm a comic. I've done eight yeah. open mics. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so, so then he went and got security. Security came over. And he was like, "You got to get out of here." I'm like, mm, "Yes, sir." Like, <laughs> you know, you, I'm Brian Posehn. It brought me back down. <laughs> brought me back down to where I was supposed to be at that time. You know, but you know, other other colleagues of mine weren't so lucky. They wanted to kill Tony and. Yeah, uh, got the floor wiped. But uh, oh, you did it? No, no, oh, not, no, you... not me personally. But but some some other some other folks. I won't mention their names. N- but now, what shows did you do when you were there? 
Um, well, I went on an open. It was it was Super Bowl Sunday. And yeah. I went, it was an open mic, and again, it was they were throwing. It was a headliner set yeah. of the night, and so I think Frankie Castillo opened the show, and then Don Barris, he was at the end, and he's the one who presented yeah. the... But, I mean, they were coming in and going up all do, night. It was incredible. Do you do and roast battles? I haven't done no. a roast battle, but I did. If I don't know if you know Joe Urell. Uh, I just, he just headlined a show over there, uh, and he's been on roast battle several... He was on Comedy, he was on the Comedy Central one over there, whatever. But So I, I, I had a show with him at Flappers recently, and nice. uh, he, he's, uh, he has a cerebral palsy, so mm-hmm. he's in a, in a chair. And um, I think I've seen him battle. Yes, they. I, there I was a you very know. funny Professor X yes. joke made about him. He, they call him the Scot, the Scottish whatever. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, he. Uh, uh, we, we, me and Bubba actually Macomb, we went and picked him up the in Huntington Beach. Yeah, hella tired. Shout out. So we're uh, we picked him up. We're headed over to the show. I knocked myself out at his house. Uh, he lives in a. But ground floor apartment, yeah. and I walked out the front door, poof, and I just I hit the staircase outside, and I fell to the ground. Oh my god! And they didn't see it happen because they were looking <laughs> the other way. Anyway, Bubba had to end up driving because I was I knocked myself out. I had this huge knot on my head, and we were doing <laughs> we were doing a show in the Yuhu room that night. You know, it was the second time I was booked there. Yeah. Uh, we're all damaged. This show that my friend Richard Older produces, and uh, we're all damaged. So, is that the name of the show? Yeah, it's called so We're you, All Damaged. You smacked your head yeah. just for the and show. So they're like, "What happened to your head?" And I, I said, I said, I hit my head on the stairs at Joe's house and they're like Joe has stairs <laughs> like so so that, that that's that's that story and then but I went up on Super Bowl Sunday and I'm like the Rams right that wasn't it that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if not, I cared about that I would I be said watching. I didn't think they're still a team <laughs> how did your roast battle well. go there yeah. uh my roast battle there was amazing I had such a fun time um I I split the vote. I was very close to winning, but I didn't end up getting through. Brett Erickson, who's hilarious yeah. and a really good dude, he brought me back to that uh, secret bar uh, and kind of you know talked with me for a long time about because he's been doing this a lot longer than me I. Me and Rob maybe hung out with him in Bisbee one he's, night. He's yeah. great. Uh, I love him. But uh, he was the one that I battled, and uh, I got Hugh Jackman's vote. I got Jeff Ross's <laughs> vote. But from I the master himself. Yeah, nice. But, but I got one screw up in there. Uh, when they first brought me up, they're like, so, uh, Joe, you know, you're from Arizona. I'm like, yeah, I've won uh, snap battles in Arizona three times. And they're like, oh, oh. he did a thing in Arizona. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off on the right foot yeah, there. And then immediately, the whole room just was like, oh, yeah. here we go. Yeah, he's Don't even try and sit in the back row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I love that. But your story about knocking yourself out reminded me of a, a different comedy store story that I love. So real nice. quick, I want to get this out. Go The first time I go to the store, I'm with my buddy Kevin Elliott, you know. Yep. Uh, and he takes me out there because he's got a bunch of connections out there. He's like, we'll get on a show. So I'm like, all right, awesome. So we go. We have to do a show at the comedy store. But before that, we have another show at this, like, weed speakeasy. <laughs> it's, like, behind this. A secret door knock kind of? Yeah. Go behind. Yeah, the, you go okay. into a building or this uh, business. It's not a smoke shop, but it was, like, fragrances and, like, lavenders yeah. and stuff. And then there's this door at the back of the place. You open it. And there's like a bar with just dab rigs and <laughs> joints and people selling shatter uh, and all kinds of stuff. My kind of place. Yeah, so we go. I didn't understand half of the things he <laughs> named. <laughs> we got to do this weed speakeasy show. And we're back there and uh, they paid us in weed and stuff. And so I'm having a grand old time. Uh, 
But Kevin, Kevin didn't at the time uh, smoke anything. He had never in, even like sampled or tried out or whatever. So we're in this uh, room and people are just smoking everywhere. And the whole room is just one big cloud. Yeah. And uh, it's also an awful show. <laughs> You're not <laughs> you getting out of their life. <laughs> you tell yeah. your joke, and then like a minute later, you hear like uh. three people go, <laughs> <laughs> awful show. That's like every yeah. show I do. What do you <laughs> <laughs> do? But anyways, we, so we go to the show, and it's all cloudy and whatever. We get done. We go to the store. We're at the store for like 15 minutes, and Kevin starts freaking out. He's like, <sighs> Dude, I don't know what's going on. I can't breathe. My chest is tight. Oh, I'm freaking out. I'm like sweating. I, I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm like, dude, we have like a show at the store. This is like a really big opportunity. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I, I can't do this. Like, I'm freaking out. So he takes my truck and he drives back to the hotel. Uh, I do the show. I do really well. Uh, another comic that was there that I made friends with drops me back off at the hotel. Get to the hotel. Like, kick open the hotel door. I'm like, bro, it's the best time ever. It was so amazing. <laughs> Kevin is passed out. <laughs> on the bed, half off the bed, with his pants around his ankles and a half-eaten pizza box just open go. next to him on the bed. Also, like most shows I do. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think I figured out what happened to you. Oh, <laughs> uh, so the funny. contact. <laughs> yeah. I we like hot, it. We hotboxed him out of a set at the comedy nice. store. Nice. That is funny. That is funny. Oh, man. Writing for, for roast battles and stuff. Yeah. How do you prepare for that? Because like, I've seen you do yeah. it. You did here. Last, yeah, yeah. Uh, were you against Rob or no? no? I was against Matt Micheletti. Uh, uh, yeah, took him okay. down. <laughs> What's that, Matt? Because uh, Joe Centennial actually was, against, was in the other room. He was uh, up against Rob. Joe, Joe's like the nicest guy ever. I tried it. And then you're vicious. <laughs> Again, we talked about it earlier. Finish him. It's my way of showing love. That's yeah. how my family did it like that. My friends do it like that. So uh, I honestly have a harder time writing for people that uh, I don't know or don't like yeah. because it does feel bad. It feels yeah. mean. Uh, to be like, I don't roast the ones you love. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. The same. yeah. Some people, like yourself, Rob, incredible on that. Yeah. I've seen Enders. I've beaten Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta check that What's out. What's that, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you did something in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you, you have a knack for it, and you can just do it. And there's others like I. I there's no way I could ever participate in anything like that, because one, I don't have the disposition to take it. I just couldn't. I would be, I would be <laughs> crying. No, I would be bawling, man. Yeah. I'd be just blubbering in the it's corner. Like, Stop it. Right. Stop. It's too much like my weekends with my Uncle Wally. <laughs> no, uh, it's just, I, I couldn't do it. And even if in jest, like if I, if I, I have a hard time really insulting people just joking around. I just don't do it. I, I, I get insecurity, I guess. I want to be liked. I don't want people mad at me. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I don't hmm. know how. See, uh, I actually find it easier to write roast yeah. jokes than to write regular jokes. Because okay. uh, same with like theme shows are usually a lot easier to write for for me because it gives you like a destination. So like for yeah. roast jokes, it's like, all right, here's a list of targets that I want to hit uh, and then just write to that. Whereas like if you're just writing regular jokes, it's like, I don't know. Uh, chairs, they're weird, right? <laughs> uh, it, it's, there's so many avenues to go down that I can get a little lost, but when it's like, you all just, right, I got to make fun of Matt. You just right, burned so, my chair. So you just, yeah. re- <laughs> there, there goes that, yeah. 
No, yeah, no, if no. I'm like, uh, oh, well, yeah. you got glasses, and uh, look, uh, his ears are shaped like whatever, and you just write to that Bullet stuff. Bullet points. Yeah, it makes it easier. Walk through the process on that, because you, you don't always know ahead of time who you're going up against to start, and then it changes throughout the show. Yeah, but I'm real uh, OCD about stuff, so especially like Snap Battles, which is the Arizona version of Rose yeah. Battles, uh, it'll be like, you could hit one of 16 people, yeah. and you don't really know who it's going to be, uh, I'll usually write like three pages of jokes for each person. Man. Now, yeah. what's the most vicious? Andy. Andy's here. What's going on? Right. Come on up. Here. All right. Take my spot for the last 15. No, real quick, before you go, you can jump in. We got, we got, yeah. 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 Uh, I was trying to get parking here. Ah. Parking is not yeah. family friendly here. So when you, uh, what's the most vicious you've, you've given on a snap or a roast battle? Um, I went pretty hard at Amy Blackwell one time because again, it's it's roasting the ones you love. I love love Amy. Amy, She's great. Um, but she, she was talking a lot of trash in the lead up. She she really thought she had me. So, uh, I just prepared extra hard for her, and uh, I had some ones that uh, I felt a little, <laughs> a little <laughs> like, well, yeah. you, That was too far. Was yeah. do, you, do you ever, after delivering it, just shake your head and go, I'm, I'm sorry? No, no, no. <laughs> just what's enjoy the, it. What's the worst you've gotten? The worst I've gotten? Um, you know what? I, you were talking about how you would take it really personal. I don't, when, especially when they're like on stage and they're roasting you. Uh, I almost don't even hear it. It's Brush just kind of like, oh, Joe's white. Oh, his, his wife uh, cucks him or whatever. I don't know. Uh, and he's just kind of like, okay, cool. And then think about the joke that I'm going to tell next. <laughs> I try not to like dwell. So you're uh, a very giving oh, performer. Oh, you said that I got mantis. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joining us, Andy Steinberg. Hey, how are you? Good, man. Sorry. Uh, no, sorry. no problem. We, we had a couple of flip-flops on what time we were going to start anyway, and then Joe, he's a taskmaster, he, he made us start at 1230. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going. never known about 1230. Yeah. I, was, I was a 130 guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Give us, right off the bat, tell us where folks can find you, plug away, website, AndyComedy.com. All my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. Um, I also do a podcast with Aerie Spears at uh, Spears and Steinberg, uh, and that's available on all platforms. Or you go to Spearsburg.com, and you can find it there. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. I've been catching up. Yeah, it is. I've been catching up on some of them uh, on the ride up here and then last week in uh, in prep for for the festival here. And uh, you guys... Don't pull punches, man. And you, I, I, I feel we need to give Andy some love because they do a lot of emails and, and, and listener, listener feedback. And Andy, you do not get any love from them listeners, man. I, I get some love, but you know, it, it's less because haters, haters love paper. Yeah. And they love to write what they hate about you. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a black, I don't want to say it's black centric, but it is. I mean, it's, it, it's uh, our listeners. Ari Spears is obviously the famous one in this uh, in this group. <laughs> so uh, you know, it was a majority of his listeners that came on at first, and uh, so you know, it is more. I would say it leans black centric, and so when I say certain things, it upsets people. But we were uh, my favorite thing that we did. Just it just happened recently. We were in uh, uh, we're, we're driving. We had to go to another uh, date. We had to switch cities, so we're driving, uh, and that's when Popeye's chicken was uh, this big rage. <laughs> so we wanted to go try this thing, and there was a there was a twenty like twenty five thirty minute wait for this Popeye's chicken sandwich. And we waited, 
and we were just going to eat the sandwich in the car as we drove to the, to the city. So we're, uh, we're getting driven out, and uh, we're eating our chicken sandwich. And it's good. It's a good Popeye's chicken sandwich. It's, it's, it's the real deal. So we're, uh, we're eating it, and then we, we, he starts to do a, 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 an Instagram uh, video. And uh, he's talking. He's saying some things, and he'd flash on me eating every now and then. Yeah. I wasn't saying anything. I was just chewing. And then finally I go... Uh, yeah, this is this shit right here. This is uh, this is the uh, Black Panther chicken sandwiches, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we got all these messages back that said like these like angry women was like, who told that cracker you could speak? Put that cracker on the show. <laughs> this cracker said. So I wrote back to the one who said this crack who said this cracker could speak, and I said this cracker was told he could speak since 1776, and I'm gonna keep speaking. <laughs> so uh, you know, you, you you take you take the punches, but uh, it's fun because. Uh, uh, it, there is a lot of love out there actually for me that we get on other things, but they're not as exciting as the uh, the, the ones that hate me. So we, we keep we, we we do a lot of those. But I have a great time doing that podcast. And you're right, we don't pull back on anything. I mean, honestly, if I ever really get a career, uh, this podcast <laughs> will come back and haunt me at yeah. some point because we we just talk openly kiss about that, everything. Kiss that <laughs> SNL gig goodbye yeah, already. There's huh? no, yeah, there's no SNL for me. There's no. <laughs> I'm not going to be advertising any uh, anything that's like. Uh, that's soft. Like, I mean, maybe I could do hammers and nails, but I don't think I could advertise for, like, uh, Coke isn't going to come find me, that's for sure. <laughs> nice. Now, your, your website, uh, the, the, the production company, the production company or your, your tag on there. Insufficient Industry Credits. Insufficient that's industry. my uh, LLC. That's who tell, I am. Tell me about your IMDb page. What do you got on there? Uh, it was your what, card player three, was yeah, it? Yeah, I'm card player number three in a movie <laughs> called Green Guys. And it was the first thing I ever got, and I was just starting to do comedy, and I got this uh, part, and I have, like, two lines in the whole thing. And I ad-libbed one, but, and I thought it was so funny, but they cut that line out anyway. But uh, <laughs> uh, So I had these three lines, and I always say, you know, it wasn't integral to the movie, but I was way better than card player number four. You know? I was, <laughs> yeah, I, you're... Yeah, You've got one of the most entertaining bios on your website that I've ever read. It's a good one. It's nice. Yeah, thanks, man. It's fun. Uh, I just couldn't take it seriously because, if you, if, seriously, when people are looking at your bio, they don't know you. That's why they're looking up your yeah. bio. Right. So what, what, already, I mean, if you're somebody, you don't need a bio. So my bios, <laughs> I think they're bullshit, man. You just you got to see somebody because yeah. anything you write is just what we made up or their uh, manager made up or whoever made up. And I'm sure there's really a technical aspect to making up a great bio that's going to get you into the chair in front of somebody that could actually do something for your yeah. career. But that's not what my bio is for. My, <laughs> my bio is just to say, hey, I was here. And if you thought I was funny, uh, look at my other shit. That's all get my get some butts in the seats yeah. as you're touring. Now, you have been touring pretty extensive last couple of years in general. Um, but how long have you been doing this? Uh, comedy itself? Comedy, yeah. Well, I started way back, uh, and I did it for about six months when I was about 37 years old, I think. And I did it for six months, and I was going through a divorce, and I had two kids, two babies. I mean, they were little. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, and I had this business opportunity. So I was looking at, you know, I, I can remember the day, actually. I can remember standing out on the patio, uh, which was funny because I always like to agitate people in the first place. I, uh, <laughs> I, had, I was standing on the patio and had to have a meeting with the owner of this company to see what we were going to do. And the patio is completely open uh, to uh, this parking space. And so, I, I mean, and it's almost touchable where my car yeah. was parked. And uh, I had my kids in the back seat in their... Uh, in their um, their uh, kid chairs, whatever they are. I don't even, I, my kids are big now. I don't, I don't remember tie what they're downs. called anymore. They're tie downs, whatever. What, what are they really called? Baby seats, whatever. Car seats. Car, car seats. And they're, they're in some shit in the back seat. And uh, uh, I had the car locked with the AC on. 
So I'm watching them, the AC's on, and I had about five people just come up and go, you can't leave your kids in the car. And I got can do whatever I want, call the police. And I was just like, just so I could <laughs> irritate. I was already the in bear. that mode, yeah, so I was already in the mode to irritate people. But I, I remember standing on the patio, and I'm listening to this guy, and I'm not even really hearing him because I'm thinking about what I want to do. And I'm looking at my kids, and it was like, it wasn't about me. It was yeah. one, probably the first time in my life that it wasn't about me. <laughs> and uh, I was like, it's about those dudes. And so I, uh, I just took the job. And I worked really hard. And, and we, you know, I did all right. I raised my kids. But there was some point about within that five, six years, all that fell apart. And I realized that I should, you know, I hate to say that it shouldn't, you can't think just about yourself. But really, you have to think about yourself. Because yeah. if you're doing what you want to do and what you love, all the stuff will follow. I mean, there's times right. when you've got, you might have to make a deal over some hours, but not about life. And I, uh, I, I thought about what I really wanted to do. And I went back and I started doing comedy. And it took, and I did that for about five years in Phoenix with just um, bar shows and clubs, little, little co- but not real Santa clubs. Santa still, baby. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But eventually, we, I got worked away into uh, the, the uh, stand-up live when uh, Joel Bashkoff and uh, Matt Komen, uh, run own and run stand-up live. Yeah. And when they hit the city, I was able to uh, kind of just elbow my way in. And then that's kind of that, that momentum has been for like the last seven, six, seven years. Yeah. And uh, with Aries for the last two years. But I like to tell people I open up for other people because if you know Aries, um, I do a particular, I have, I never wrote anything for Aries. I have none of my jokes are written for Aries or Aries uh, people. They were just things that I had, and Aries liked those jokes, and then yeah. I would do more, and he liked those, and he was like, do those, do those. Um, and that was what my set was. But that's a very, Aries is a little harder, edgy guy, says whatever he wants to. But I also open up for people like Adam Ferreira, which is yeah. a family. A lot of women, um, a way different kind of show. And so I, I'm like, I'm proud of my, and what I always wanted my comedy to do, what I think the greatest comics can do, is they can walk into any room at any time and they can display who they are in front of those people and their personality and the way that they talk and the way that they I- express their views is enough that almost, almost anyone can stay in the yeah. room. And, that, and that's what really what it means. That's really what's important to me is to have my comedy relate to everybody on all levels and not have to shy away from, uh, like, an, uh, I, I, can't do, I can't do a clean room if someone says it's a clean room, but it's not my favorite thing. Yeah. I, I talk, the way I talk on stage is the way I talk in real life, and I don't want to show, I don't want to, I like that I go up on stage and I represent myself, which has two things. It's great when people love you, but if they don't, they actually hate you. So yeah. I, I want to represent who I am when I'm on stage. This is how I talk. So I'm not really a clean, I wouldn't really, like to do a clean corporate gig. That's not my, yeah. my, my thing. But I do like it that um, someone who has kids in the audience can relate to me, uh, whether they're black, whether they're white, whether they're Hispanic, whether they're male, female, uh, whatever the genre is that you are and you're in the seat, if you appreciate comedy and you appreciate how a, a different perspective on some things that go on in life, that's all I want to be able to hit. And so that's really what this whole yeah. thing is unfolded to being. Now, one of your sons has gone on some tours with you, right? He doesn't go on the tour. He just, I'll pick him up, and yeah. I'll take him. Uh, anything in California, I usually fly in Arizona. Yeah. I grab him, and then we drive out to California. Or, you know, every once in a while, he'll fly out with me. But i got to be honest, I'm pretty cheap. And he, and, and he can't pay for his tickets. Actually, <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to, I, 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 but I take him on all the drives. We were just in Ontario, California. And it's funny because yeah. all, uh, all the managers from these clubs, in California and Arizona, they all know my son, yeah. which is pretty cool. And I just did this shirt. I did a new shirt for him, so maybe he can pay for his stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, I, I do a joke about him, and uh, I, I, a lot of jokes are actually about My son, uh, True, is on the autism spectrum, and... Uh, 
True really made me human, and it made me be able to relate to people in a different way, which also made my comedy change. Yeah, and the way that I talk about him, but him, uh, he just start, he just graduated from uh, high school and he started college, and so uh, there's this line in this joke where I see he yells out declined really loud, and uh, so I made a declined shirt, and I just started selling them, and then ten dollars from all the shirts yeah. go to his uh, college fund because he doesn't oh. drive, so I want to be able yeah. to pay for his Ubers and stuff. But nice. now there's enough money in there, and he wants to go to to uh, fly out. That kid can buck up and pay him his own nice. shit. That's awesome. Favorite. Now, now you did recently. Recently, my timeline's all screwed. You did a, a fundraiser for one of his projects too at, at Stand Up Live. Yeah, I do it at. Uh, well, I did it Stand Up Live this next year. Uh, yeah, it was it Stand Up Live? Two years we did it Stand Up Live. We did one, the very first one. We did a Crescent Ballroom a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and then I think we did. We skipped a year and then Stand Up Live twice. And so we're doing it this year, but we're going to do it at CB Live on February nice. 9th. The same night as the Oscars. Cause February 9th. And what, what, what's, what's that for? Because is it uh, for the school? Or? It's for this, my son's school. Um, my son, uh, uh, we tried to... Uh, he's high-functioning, but he's, he's, he's autistic, but he's high-functioning. And uh, one of the things they said was, like, maybe let, let's try to mainstream him. So he went to a, a public school, and he did really well in his public school. Uh, for the first uh, five years, because fir- uh, first grade through fifth grade, he was in the same school. They knew him. They kind of ra- they raised him, and he raised their awareness of what autism was or what a high functioning autistic kid could do in their classes. But when he uh, uh, graduated and he was going to go to junior high, they had no idea who he was. Yeah, and uh, the classrooms were much bigger, and you know they didn't know him. So when he liked to sit, he. A lot of autistic kids do something called perching, which is where they uh, sit like a catcher in baseball, but yeah. they do it on their chair. And so teachers see that right away, and they're like, you can't sit on your feet. Sit down on a chair. Sit down right. Uh, he needs to wear headphones because if it gets too loud, he can't yeah. focus. And also, he has auditory, auditory issues where if it gets too loud, he can't function. And I found him one day. He dove underneath the desk, and he's just crying in class. And he just mm. has his hands over his ears crying. And I'm like, nah, that's it. We're done with this. We're done yeah. with this school. And so we went looking for schools. And although there are a lot of schools that have kids that with special needs, autism wasn't something that we found a lot of uh, yeah. schools could really, really handle. And we found this one school. It's called Gateway Academy. It's in uh, Phoenix. And um, it changed my son's life. And I'm not going to even say that this is the best uh, school for kids with autism. It was the best school for kids, for my kid with autism. Yeah. And, uh, and I really appreciate the school. It changed my son's life. And so every year, I, I try to get a, a, a good comic to come in and headline the show. And I open it if I can. I was on the road last year, and I couldn't. So my son, he, he did uh, <laughs> five minutes. And he killed the room. It was great. Nice. And he loves, he loves awesome. to yeah. do comedy. And he, uh, he loves the attention. And he loves applause. So it worked out really well. I, I got a chance to meet him real briefly in the green room over at Stand Up, uh, Stand Up Live one night. I can't remember who you were on with, but it it's one of the nights I popped in to see you. Uh, yeah, neat cause. What again? Is is there a website or anything for that? Um, there, if you go to uh, Gateway uh, Academy, I think it's GatewayAcademy.gov. Uh, it's not the regular ones. It's Gateway. I'm pretty sure it's .gov. Um, they are a 501c yeah. um, nonprofit school, so you can uh, they have the website and you can find out any information about them. Gotcha. If you have extra money at the uh, tax year that you have to donate to a school, they're, because they're a nonprofit, you can actually donate your tax dollars to them and take that tax credit. But uh, school's great, did great for my son, and I always wanted to pay back because uh, I love being a father, but I gotta be honest, uh, I don't know how many people have autistic kids. Uh, 
I am fortunate that my son was high functioning. I know people that have sons, uh, kids that are severe uh, on the spectrum. And uh, it's not easy. And this school really helped me and helped my life change. So that's why I, want, I always get back, try to get back every year. So this year we, we just secured the date, uh, like again, with the same, with, 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 uh, with Matt Komen and, and Joel Bashkoff also uh, have the, that Copper Blues um, hybrid up in uh, Desert Ridge in C Phoenix called CB, CB Live. Live. Yeah. And so, like I said, February 9th, that's going to be there. Tickets will, I don't know when the tickets will go on sale, but we'd love to have people out. I'm trying to get a really special headliner right now, and I'm working on it, but um, it's up in the air. So, yeah. uh, But I, I, this year, I really want to make a point of being there, so I'm going to be there for my son. Very nice. Well, we got a full, uh, full plate of podcast here at the Green Room in Flagstaff coming up, so I want to thank you guys yeah. for sitting yeah. in. Sorry, thank Andy, you. we had some miscommunication on there. Let's go around real quick. Jason, um, plug away. Uh, where can people find you? What do you got coming uh, up? Website, I'll, Facebook, uh, anything? Let's see. Uh, I'm, catch me on Facebook. Uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be at the Comedy Store October 9th. Uh, Flappers uh, October 12th. So that's really all I got come up. And uh, Do you got a performer yes. page on Facebook or just your personal yeah, one? It's just uh, it's both. It's, it's okay. a twofer. So. Jason yeah. Thornton, it's, search it. Yeah. Big Beard. Uh, big beard, Joe, big dude. Thank you. What you, podcast? Uh, Facebook Joe, website, whatever. Joe's you got. Try Podcast. It's everywhere. You can get podcasts. Spotify is where I like. Uh, Facebook. You'll see me around Phoenix. I'll be doing shows. Uh, I don't have my schedule in front of me, so I don't remember. But uh, yeah, yeah, you'll see me. And Andy, website, uh, everything. What do you got? Uh, AndyComedy.com. Um, like I said, all my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. To be really honest, though, I only use Instagram. So if you get through gotcha. to me through Instagram, I'd appreciate everything else just gets broadcast from Instagram to the other networks. Um, I'm going to be here tonight at 9.30, unless they change the times, which <laughs> I will probably just go up for five minutes at some other set. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I'll be here in, uh, at Big Pine, which I, I really appreciate getting to come out here because it's, so, it's fun being in your hometown but not in your town. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but I'll be uh, at Bananas in Hasbro Heights, New Jersey. No, Hasbro Heights. Is it Hasbro Heights? Hasbro Heights in New Jersey, uh, the 27th and the 28th. And then I join back up with Aries, and we'll be at Levity Live in upstate New York. Uh, in uh, West Nyack, New York is where it is. And then Tacoma Comedy Club on the 10th through the 13th of October. And the podcast is? Spears and Steinberg, and you can catch that at uh, any, any, um, any podcast platform. Or, But I really tell people this because there's some more information if you want to. We put some other stuff up on our website, so it's Spearsburg.com, and you can grab it from up there, too. Nice. And is there a link to uh, Aries Hotmail account on that uh, website? Uh, his, <laughs> there is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there is. But he's at AriesSpears.com, uh, so that's the easiest way to get gotcha. all his. And you can find all of our, uh, when we're together, we're just this for whatever this month, we just did a lot yeah. of different gigs. So Nice. Now, I started a feature, and then I forgot to bring it up. I want to close out on it, because we do got to get off of here. Let's just go around the room. Two quick questions for you guys. Start with Jason. All right. They're filming a movie about your life. Who plays the lead? What genre? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, bloody sheets. No. <laughs> um, man, that, that's a good question. Uh, maybe uh, Kevin Hart. Uh, no. So it's uh, a documentary. Oh uh, yeah, yeah docu drama. Um, I don't know. I, I that's that's a that's 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 a tough one. I don't know. I don't know. Um. What genre of film is it? What, what's it going to be? Is it going to be a drama? Sci-fi. Sci-fi? Sci-fi, yeah, because I'm, right. I'm, I'm out there. So you're going to play yourself. I could play myself, yeah. All right. Go. There you go. Joe. Let's do that. Mine will be a 
mockumentary starring Jake Gyllenhaal doing like a weird character act. (laughs) Andy. Uh, Paul Giamatti, and it would (laughs) be a comedy (laughs) drama that goes nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) I want to buy tickets to all three of those right now. I used to say uh, that who would play me would be uh, Artie Lang. And then I saw a picture of him recently, yeah. and the guy is in great shape. So I got to rethink that. <laughs> I, I got to rethink that. Doesn't Joe Kelly maybe? I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't have a nose, man. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? He doesn't have a nose, but he looks so good, it doesn't even look yeah. like Artie Lang anymore. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who is that guy? Yeah. Well, that's our show. I want to thank yeah. you guys for sitting in. I want to thank, thank the great folks at the thank Green Room for, for letting us take up space. Find out information at flagstaffgreenroom.com for them. They got. Stuff going on here every single night. Music. Uh, they got a film here tonight. They got podcasts all day long. So we want to thank, thank you guys for letting us hang out. And of course, thank the production staff, the organizers, and the directors of Big Pine Comedy Festival for letting me waste your time at Big Pine 2019. Waste your thank time you. at Big Pine. Thank, uh. thank you, folks, for listening. 